in a crucial stage. It's not because of foreign wars we wage. It's more to do with the colors blue and red. Too many laws and too much government. Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread. So many people trying to cross the border. Politicians build a new world order. Too many minds are convinced they should be led. I've gotta be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn you win. Taking your right to self-defense. They say you're safer, but they don't make sense. Dangerous ones will not turn into guns. Always ask more. All we buy is made on foreign shores. Come a day when there'll be real hell to pay. I gotta be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn you wet. Welcome to today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you, as always, I'm your ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tapp, coming to you from historic Roan County, Tennessee. I'm not feeling real peaceful today. I'll get into that with the first news story. We'll start with the top news of the day and where we're at with that. But before I do that, again, thanks to news stories like this top news story of the day, I need to ask you if you'll be prepared when things go sideways. And I am very intentional when I say when things go sideways because it's only a matter of time. Those of us who do not suffer from a glorious lack of life experience. We already knew this. We know things will go good for a while. Things are always going to go sideways. It's a question of how bad, for how long, and who's involved. But we know things go good and things go bad. The question still remains, will you be ready? Will you be prepared? Uh, being prepared is the primary reason why I formed a partnership that I have with 4Patriots.com. It allows you guys, as customers of their company, to get the preparedness products that you can use right now if you choose to, but that can save your life later if you need them to. And they've got a wide variety of things, everything from solar-powered generators 
to their best-selling survival food kits and a ton of things in between. There's only one way to go see for yourself what all's going on. I mean, I can't highly recommend them enough. The products that I have from them are phenomenal. I love them to every great extent. I am proud to be associated with four patriots. But there's only one way for you guys to go see. I mean, uh, whether we're talking about the delicious tasting designed to last 25 years, best-selling survival food kits, or if you're talking about uh, spending the money and picking up a Patriot Power Generator 2000X, you're not going to go wrong. But what I recommend is going to the page that's been set aside just for listeners of the show. That's 4patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. And the thing about that particular page, guys, it lets you see this week's discounts and deals. Now, some of those may be around for a few weeks. Some of them may be gone within a couple of hours. It happens, so you need to check it frequently. And it doesn't matter if you're already well prepared or if you know somebody who's just getting started. The fact that you have an opportunity to start with the discounted prices and the deals that are available or to accentuate your already a solid start on being prepared with those discounts and deals. Maybe you find something that you thought about but weren't willing to pay that full price for. You're in a very good place. So whether you're prepared or not, I know for sure you know someone else that you care about who maybe isn't. So share the website with them as well. Uh, the whole You can search, uh, shop the whole site once you get there. But starting with those deals and discounts, it's a pretty good place to start regardless. So, as a listener of this show, go to the number four. It's 4patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. All right, with that being said, obviously the big news of the day is the fact that three U.S. military people were killed in a terrorist attack that was carried out by Iranian-backed uh, terrorist operators. Now, that, that was breaking news early this morning. U.S. Senators now are starting to push for direct military action against Iran. It's a little late in the game, isn't it, guys? We're already to the point that American blood has been spilled. We've been having American personnel injured as a result of these attacks, people operating in Jordan, people operating in Syria, people targeting U.S. personnel in Syria, and now this happened to be in Jordan. The U.S. Central Command said in a statement that three U.S. service members were killed and 25 were injured from a one-way attack from an unmanned aircraft system, a drone that impacted at a base in northeast Jordan near the Syria border. Subsequent reporting said that more than 30 U.S. soldiers were injured in the attack. So we were told 25 up front, now the number is over 30. And by the time things get settled and we get official news coming out uh, Monday and Tuesday, that number is likely to be higher. Now, the guy currently residing at 1600 Pennsylvania 
uh, Avenue, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., supposed to be the commander-in-chief at the moment, supposed to be the president of the United States, well, he said in a separate statement that the attack was, quote, carried out by radical Iran-backed militant groups operating in Syria and Iraq. Okay, so he reiterated information we already knew. There are real legitimate questions about our policy and where our policy has been at in regards to Iran since well before the Hamas attack on Israel, which would not have, could not have happened without backing from Iran. Hezbollah could not be uh, attacking Israel without backing from Iran. The Houthis in Yemen could not be attacking, uh, attacking shipping in the Red Sea or attacking Saudi Arabia or attacking the legitimate government that had existed in Yemen before their little rebellion had started, without Iran. We would have not lost two U.S. Navy SEALs about two weeks ago if they weren't having to board a ship that was illegally carrying weapons from Iran to the Houthis. So, surprise, People are finally starting, even though I was one of the voices at the very beginning. I, I don't think I was the only one. I, I don't recall hearing a whole lot of folks saying it otherwise, but I know I couldn't have possibly have been the only one. So I will say I was one of, but people were calling for this off the gate. Now, finally, we're starting to get U.S. senators stepping up and saying, well, you know, maybe, maybe we should you know, confront Iran a little more directly. There was a bipartisan show of support among U.S. senators for the Biden administration to hold Iran directly responsible. Because who else are you going to hold responsible? Hey guys, welcome to the party. Glad you finally uh, decided that if you want to get reelected, you should at least sound to the American people like you give half a rat's backside about U.S servicemen when they are dying while performing their duties. Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina was the most direct in stating what he believes the U.S. should do in response, and I'm going to pause right there for just a second to say, great, Lindsey Graham. That's a guy that I love having on my side. He's an old school establishment Republican who's never met a war he didn't like because it always means an opportunity for profits for the military-industrial complex. The guy's not somebody I'm happy to have on board with, but if you're going to talk sense, then I guess we got to take it wherever it comes from. Senator Graham said, quote, I am calling on the Biden administration to strike targets of significance inside Iran, not only as a reprisal for the killing of our forces, but as a deterrence against future aggression. Later in the little letter that he sent, he also said, quote, hit Iran now, hit them hard. Now, I, I, I have to agree. I don't feel good about agreeing with Lindsey Graham about very many things very often, but I certainly feel good about agreeing with this because this is what they should have done initially. As soon as things broke loose with the Hamas attack on Israel on 
October 7th of 2023, we should have smacked Iran square in the jaw ourselves because we know where that attack came from and we knew it was a probing action. This was just about getting started in the region. This was about pushing back against the Abraham Accords. This was about trying to make sure that nobody in the Middle East started thinking that Iran wasn't the most powerful force in the region especially with their new strong allies in China and their longtime allies with Russia. They want them believing that they are a force. But the one thing that nobody really seems to be discussing is the simple fact that for all of Iran's bravado and all of Iran's big talk and saber-rattling when they get miffed when certain former military leaders who were off engaging with training and directing terrorist actions in Iraq happen to have gotten assassinated, when you take that particular moment out of the equation, they do not want a direct conflict with the United States. And clearly, they don't want a direct conflict with Israel. At some point, if they get their nuclear weapons, they'll be more than happy to launch them, and they think they're going to win. But they don't want a direct conflict, and there are... Uh, a very big reasons why, the biggest one of which is the current unrest within Iran itself. They're still brutally trying to squash the protests that continue after the death of the young lady who was killed in custody for having a sprig of hair showing from her hijab. A, a constant, a constant drumbeat has went on from the Iranian people demanding the overthrow of the regime. A drumbeat that has been going on since they first took over, but it quietens for a bit and then it, uh, it gets vocalized again. There was a call for help from the Obama administration, help that never came. And they were squashed again. But it would not take much to overthrow this regime if the people of Iran just for a second believe they might actually get some help from the outside. This regime does not want to see themselves toppled before they have a chance to bring forth the 12th Imam. So they're more than happy, they're more than content to fight these same battles through proxies, which is why they have so many of them around the world, which is why they spend so much time and energy helping build up their proxies. So, yeah, as Lindsey Graham says, hit Iran now and hit them hard. We're not talking about having to get bogged down in a long-time war. If you just smack them hard enough that they realized you were serious, it would all get quiet real quick. And don't think you're going to have to worry about Russia or China either. They, they don't want to stick their nose in just yet because they have other fish to fry. And in fact, if you hit Iran hard enough, and you hit them the right way, tactically, with just the right amount of, this is a warning, don't make us come uh, put the smack down for real, it certainly might serve to make China think twice about their intentions with Taiwan. So Taiwan may be safe, at least until another Democrat gets elected for a president. <coughs> Excuse me. Because when a Republican gets elected, they're not going to do it. They're right now planning that they're going to have to make their move before the end of the Biden administration. 
because they want to make sure that they're good and embedded so that somebody doesn't come along and get the bright idea of, well, we're going to boot you out of there because you never should have went. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell from Kentucky, you know, cocaine Mitch. <laughs> I'm still not real sure how he got that nickname, but I'm going to keep using it because I think it fits well. Anyway, also looked like a founding member of the Turtle Club, cocaine Mitch McConnell, said that the Biden weakness was again measured in American lives. Now, while this is, of course, a true statement, forgive me if it doesn't feel like just more political theater coming from Mitch McConnell. Where is Mitch McConnell strongly urging military action before this event? Oh, we have to actually wait. We've had Americans in a harm's way from these same operatives and actors for months now. We've had multiple U.S. servicemen injured many of whom are suffering from severe traumatic brain injury as a result of drone attacks of this very same nature. But finally, finally, someone in uniform dies, and now we finally get a reaction? And I don't mean to sound like, well, well this is what it takes. I mean to sound like, why were we not being proactive sooner? Why did we not recognize a true threat when we had men and women in uniform being harmed, when we know their intention was to do far worse. We let them off the hook because we continue to get lucky? No, we let them off the hook because the Biden administration, for whatever reason, still believes that they should try to do everything that Obama did, that they should send pallets and pallets of cash to Iran and that we can buy their friendship and we can see that make them see that we're really nice and we can come together and sing kumbaya and the Biden administration's even willing to teach all of America the the proper language in order to sing it in their native tongue that's how far the Biden administration is willing to bend over and unfortunately, the more the Biden administration bends over, it's the American people, and in this particular case, our brave men and women in uniform, who ends up taking it. Forgive my crudeness. I, I try to be keep, try to keep the colorfulness to a minimal. But it's really, really difficult for me to keep my cool in this because there was no reason for our service members to have died this day. And to sit back and talk about how we should do this and how we should do that, when we've known it's coming for months, when we know that there's going to be even worse happen to citizens and civilians here on American soil because of their refusal to deal with the southern border and all the various unvetted people they've allowed to cross. Not only allowed to cross, but have actually helped to transport across the country at taxpayer expense. Let me make sure I'm fully painting the picture here. American lives have been endangered from the moment that Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. was installed as the resident in the White House. 
So yeah, come on, Mitch. How about you pull up some emotion? How about you sound like you're making a statement coming from the heart? Again, the, the Biden's weakness was again measured in American lives. When has it not been? He wasn't done, though. He's, he continued. We cannot afford to keep responding to this violent aggression with hesitation and half measures. Well, no, duh. The entire world now watches for signs that the president is finally prepared to exercise American strength to compel Iran to change its behavior. Our enemies are emboldened. And they will remain so until the United States imposes serious, crippling cost, not only on frontline terrorist proxies, but on their Iranian sponsors who wear American blood as a badge of honor. Okay, it's true. It's all true. Yeah, absolutely. But again, they're late to this particular party. This is something that should have been addressed sooner, but of course we can't expect the Biden administration to even acknowledge that Tehran are the bad guys, because then they'll have to admit that, well, there's one more thing it looks like Trump was right about. We shouldn't just be in this nuclear deal. We shouldn't just be helping to finance them their, their way to nuclear weapons. No, that we probably shouldn't have done that. We probably shouldn't have ended this stay in Mexico policy, which is something they're secretly whispering back and forth now, but they still can't come out and publicly say it because the acknowledgement that they did several of these things just out of spite, did several of these things just to reverse Trump-era policies because whether they were working or not, Donald Trump did it, and that's all it takes to be bad because the orange man was bad. It doesn't matter if it was effective. It doesn't matter if it was legal. It doesn't matter if it was saving American lives and helping promote the American economy. None of that matters because Donald Trump did it, and that's how freaking deranged these people are. It's bad enough that most leftists have this strong disconnect from reality as it exists anyway. But this level, extra level of mental illness called Trump derangement syndrome, has so many of these people so far gone that they really should be institutionalized. The problem there is all the people that are running the institutions have been indoctrinated by the same leftist ideologies, so they'll get no help. They'll only be made worse. Senator John Corrin from Texas, he added his specifically, he added that he specifically wanted to see the U.S. target the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, which again would be a good idea. He said, point blank, target Tehran. Forget about just the Islamic Revolutionary Guard. Forget about their quids forces. Hit them. Hit them hard. But how about you actually go after the Supreme Leader? How about you go after every person currently holding a position in any of the ministries? How about instead of just having to face financial sanctions when a Republican takes over, 
and then get all of it back plus interest when a Democrat takes over, which is the cycle we've been playing since George W. was in office. How about we actually bomb the buildings that they're living in? How about we actually follow through with some of the threats that Ronald Reagan made and never had to act on before he took office? Before he took office, he sent a direct communique. He sent a warning. It's like, I have uh, sent preemptive orders. Aircraft are going to be in the air. Bombing raids are going to be taken off. And as soon as I'm done taking the oath of office on my inauguration day, it's going to be a done deal. That's the thing that happened. And that's the reason. Why, just before Ronald Reagan took office, even though they were perfectly content, these same Iranians, to keep American hostages in our embassy, they were willing to keep them for hundreds of days under Jimmy Carter, who I will, I will stand and I will tell you Jimmy Carter was a good person. He was just a terrible president, and he was a terrible president not just because he lacked the backbone to stand up against the advisors, but also because of the product of the time in which he became president. But he was a good person. He was genuinely a good person. And he may very well have been the last person to hold office with a D at the end of their name that that can be said of. If you're not willing to utilize the strength we have, if you're not willing to use strength in the Middle East, then the Middle East is going to fly apart because power is the only legitimate thing that these people pay attention to. And it goes back to the same conversation that I was having with Ron Edwards this past Friday when we were talking about people in certain African nations. A lot of these people buy into this idea primarily because they have no idea what actual liberty looks like. It's not that they choose that over the other option. It's that they've never been exposed to the other option. So these people, they don't have a concept of morality the way we do. They don't have a concept of uh, freedom compared to tyranny like we do because they've only ever experienced the one and they've never had an opportunity to believe in the other. It's just not a reality for where they are in the world. So it makes sense that they would never fight for it. That's part of why we spent so much time and energy trying to spread the ideas of freedom and individual liberty around the world because other nations aren't going to do that. Now, should we be out there trying to control other countries? No. Should we be the world's policemen? No. But should we wait until American blood has been spilled before we take an action? And should we tolerate actions that are still nothing more than flying a few uh, jet fighters to bomb some empty warehouses because we gave a heads up to the bad guys beforehand? Again, not because we're all that worried about the Houthis or all that worried about these particular operatives in Syria and Iraq, but because we don't want to risk accidentally hitting Iranians who might be there helping to direct them, guide them, teach them how to use the new weapons. Excuse me? If they're there taking action, 
helping their proxies to be better at killing us in the first place, then maybe they, from a military standpoint, are fair game. And if they become fair game as a military target, then so does the entire command structure of the Iranian government. Something's got to be done to get that region back under control. And the only thing that is keeping it from being quasi-civilized at the moment is Iran. They couldn't stand the idea that the Abraham Accords were not only being successful, but were continuing to expand. A group of united Arab nations normalizing relations with Israel would put Iran in a position where they were no longer even a power in the region. They couldn't have that. And for some strange reason, the globalists in Europe and the globalists here in the United States and throughout North America couldn't have it either. I wonder why. Because they need this kind of unrest in order to continue to manipulate the things they need to manipulate so they can continue to expand their power and their influence. <sighs> Continuing with what Senator Cotton said, Joe Biden emboldened Iran for years by tolerating attacks on our troops, bribing the Ayatollahs with billions of dollars and appeasing them to no end. He left our troops as setting ducks, and now three are dead and dozens wounded. Sadly, as I predicted it would happen for months, the only answer to these attacks must be devastating military retaliation against Iran's terrorist forces, both in Iran and across the Middle East. Okay, well, Tom Cotton, he's got it right. He finished up by saying anything less will confirm Joe Biden as a coward unworthy of being commander-in-chief. Only we already have that confirmation Senator Cotton, we got it the way he oversaw the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, and that's why nothing has been safe since. Between what happened in Afghanistan and what's happened on our borders, not just the southern border, but the northern border as well, and he seems way more concerned about Ukraine's border than any other border anywhere else in the country, he's proven it from the beginning. Joe, Joe Biden is living up to the warning that we got from Barack Obama when he said to never underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. Senator Jackie Rosen, a, a Democrat, first Democrat making the list. Rosen's from Nevada. Senator Rosen went on to X, formerly Twitter, and posted that, quote, Iran must be held accountable. Well, congratulations. You're right about that. Continuing on here, this from Michael Bennett, a Democrat from Colorado. Yesterday's deadly attack by Iran-backed militants on U.S. troops in Jordan is reprehensible and part of a border I'm sorry, part of a broader pattern of Tehran, enabling aggression across the region. We must work with our allies and partners to counter Iran's 
malignant influence. Now, uh, unless you're talking about Israel, no. We don't have to work with our allies. In fact, I wouldn't recommend uh, hooking up with our European allies, who certainly have a vested interest, but also have become far too cowardly to stand up and do the right thing. They're more interested in worrying about international opinion about what Israel's doing to Hamas in Gaza. Oh, but civilians are being killed, Jim. Shouldn't you worry about the civilians? Civilians get killed in war. War is supposed to be nasty and ugly and brutal. That's what makes it a last resort. That's what makes people think twice about crossing a border and attacking their neighbors. That would have been the thing that would have encouraged Hamas to say, hey, you know what, Iran? I know you guys are sending us a ton of money to kind of keep Israel's attention off of you guys, but, you know, screw you. We don't want them dropping bombs on our heads the way we know they can. That's the way war is supposed to work. It's supposed to be a deterrent because you don't want to have to go to war. That's why you also use targeted strategic military actions to occasionally remind the bad guys how strong the good guys are so that they're reminded, hey, you know what, maybe we were getting a little too big for our britches and we need to back off and come up with another plan. Maybe some economic kind of attacks against our enemies because we definitely don't want them using their military force. But that's just not where we are anymore, is it? I mean, I don't want to sound like I would turn down the allies, especially European allies, in moving forward against Iran throughout the entire region. But I don't think we need it. I just think we need to finally use the freaking backbone and the power that we have. Senator Martin Hendrich of Nevada, another Democrat, quote, those responsible for this horrific attack must be held accountable. You, you notice there's a very generic refrain coming from the Democrats. I mean, I'm going to give uh, full kudos and hat tips to the Democrats willing to stand up and call Joe Biden out on this to at least to the point to say he needs to do something. But this generic milk toast response is not exactly what you guys need to be doing. Hold Biden's feet to the fire. Rick Scott from Florida said that Iran was, quote, blatantly questioning U.S. strength. It must end. Uh, no, uh, Senator Scott, I'm afraid they're not blatantly questioning U.S. strength. They're simply questioning the resolve of the current administration to use it. It doesn't matter how strong you are if you're not willing to use that strength. See, it's one thing to not want to use it. It's another thing to not be willing to use it. If you're not willing to use it, you might as well not have it, which has been part of the destroy America mentality that political leftists who've been trying to tear down our Constitution and tear down the Republic have been focused on and working on for centuries. It's just the current iteration has been ridiculously efficient and ridiculously good at it. Mark Wayne Mullen, 
senator from Oklahoma, said, quote, this is what happens when an administration abandons peace through strength in favor of appeasing the largest state sponsor of terror in the world. The White House must take immediate action and in doing so, send a clear message to Iran. Those who target our brave men and women in uniform will pay the ultimate price. Now, there's some strong words, and they were actually delivered in an emotional fashion. So I'm going to give a full hat tip to uh, Senator Mullen for, at the very least, standing up and sounding like he meant what he was saying. We need more of that when it comes to these kind of attacks. Senator Janine Sheehan, Democrat from New Hampshire, she said that uh, she would work to, quote, ensure that those responsible for attacks on our military are held accountable. Again, there must have been a talking point spread out amongst the Democrats. Where is the passion part? What do you mean by working? Stop trying to sound so reserved and so detached and actually sound like you give half a rat's backside about our men and women in uniform. Start acting like you care about our men and women, civilians here at home, because if we don't start projecting strength abroad, and if we don't shut down our border to the point that we can actually legitimately vet the people we're letting in, and we don't start rounding up the folks that we've brought in already, then what happened in Jordan is only the beginning in comparison to what's going to happen in American cities and towns all across the country. Because they've been sent all over the country. They no longer have to just try to pick some shop in Times Square. They now can pick a little malt shop in an obscure little town of 1,200 in, in Idaho. They're everywhere now, thanks to this administration. That That is real. That's exactly what we were talking about Friday when I was going over the letter that the former FBI administrators wrote to the Biden administration. More senators had more to say. Most of them were Republicans. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what these people are saying. I want to give, again, as milk toast is the responses seem to want to give hat tips to all the Democrats that got, jumped on the bandwagon and at least expressed for the record, even though it's not lost on me that most of them are up for re-election, but at least they went on the record demanding that Biden do something and that it actually mean something. Because it has to be done. It needs to be done. There has to be a response, a legitimate response, and it has to be handled appropriately. It needs to hurt the Iranian regime. And it needs to be done in a way that further encourages the Iranian people to go ahead and finish toppling this regime on their own. It wouldn't take much of a nudge at this point. That's the other little dark side that the world geopolitical operatives don't want you to know. This threat could be ended with just an appropriate nudge. All right, I've run well past the uh, midpoint in the hour. So we need to take that break and squeeze this in. 
before I do that, though, do have some good news to share with you. That is, of course, the fact that our friends over at Vanish Holsters have decided to extend their holiday promotion, the buy one, get one half off deal. <clears throat> so when you buy one of their ultra-comfortable holsters at a discount, a discount that you get, Automatically activated for you if you go to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Well, once you do that, you can get a second holster for half of the price of that discounted price on that first one. That's perfect. If you want to own one for yourself and then give one to a friend or a family member or, hey, maybe you just want to have two for you. What you want to do with it is your business. But it's perfect any way you want to go through it. And I promise that you're going to love this holster more than any other holster that you own. And that's because it's the most comfortable holster, period. You can use it to carry almost any gun that you own, and it'll be an absolute comfort. So comfortable, in fact, that you'll forget you're wearing it. That's a big part of why they call it the Vanish Holster in the first place. It fits 99% of all semi-automatic handguns, it works without a tactical belt, it lets you carry in multiple positions, and it lets you conceal two fully loaded magazines, just in case you need to make quick reloads. All that is still not even the best part. Because the best part is that it comes with a money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it as much as I think you will, you can get all your money back with their hassle-free return policy. <sighs> I don't know how many more times I can discuss what's going on out there. I know you already know it. Criminals are more emboldened than ever, and the threat of terrorism occurring on American soil is looming larger than it has in decades. Please, don't make the mistake of not being armed just because your holster's not comfortable. Go to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P right now. So that you can have a holster that makes it a pleasure to carry all day, every day. Don't hesitate. Go check it out now. Meanwhile, we'll be right back. I'm Christina Bob, author of Stealing Your Vote and attorney for the Donald J. Trump for President 2024 campaign. And you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap Into the Truth. Is the United States fully operational as a sovereign, independent republic? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Recently, a group of illegal border crossers from Venezuela felt bold enough to plant a Venezuelan flag on a small U.S. island in the Rio Grande River, and then proceeded to march straight into the Eagle Pass area of Texas. The flag planting by the group of mostly Venezuelan illegals could have been driven by the recent declaration of the Joe Biden regime of massive amnesty for foreign nationals from Venezuela. Uncle Joe decided to allow hundreds of thousands of Venezuelans already in our country to live and work here at U.S. taxpayer expense, of course, for 18 months. 
The decision followed intense advocacy by top New York Democrats, including Governor Kathy Hochul and Mayor Eric Adams, who recently begged for $12 billion to help pay for the cost of illegals rapidly turning Manhattan into a dreaded island of doom. I don't know about you, my fellow Americans, but it seems as if the government has officially turned into a giant version of Nero, who fiddled while Rome burned at the hands of barbarians. May God please save us. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific, to find out where. Go to theronedwards.com. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe cusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow... Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE10 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. Hey, Jared, what's up? Well, my company gave me this Pride T-shirt. They say I gotta wear it to celebrate the LGBTQ. That's not really my thing, and, well, I sure as hell don't want to promote it. Yeah, I can understand that. What are you gonna do? I don't know. I'm just tired of all this woke bullshit. I mean, I've worked 20 years for this company. Well, they've been great until they started all this crap. I just want a job where I'm not forced to support all this nonsense. Yep, I hear you. I'm Andrew Krabschett, CEO of RedBalloon.Work, America's woke-free job board. We connect good employees with great companies without all that woke bullshit. So if you're an employee who's tired of all the nonsense, then put your resume on Red Balloon. And if you're an employer looking for hardworking, reliable job seekers, then post your open jobs at RedBalloon.Work. I'm Andrew Krabschett. Wait, no, it's okay, guys. That's just my last name. I'm Andrew Krabschetz from RedBalloon.Work. Check us out today.
You're listening to Tap into the Truth. Hey, Joe. They say building back better make America great. If that's a wave of the future, all I've got to say. Stick your progress where the sun don't shine. Keep your big mess away from me and mine. If you leave us alone, well, we'd all be just fine. Yes, indeed, we would be all just fine if they would leave us alone in comparison to their idea of progress. Uh, you know what? Before we get to the next topic, I do need to ask you a serious question, and that being, have you considered using physical gold or silver to diversify your holdings in an effort to protect your hard-earned wealth? If you thought about it, but you haven't went much further than that, I highly recommend you call uh, the gold company that I use, the folks that I trust, the premier conservative gold company. Uh, we're talking about Harvard Gold Group. Look, they're a better business bureau approved with five-star ratings across the board. They make it easy to buy and sell. They've got a low price guarantee. They've got $15,000 worth of free promotional gold and silver with qualifying purchases. And all you have to do is call to find out what it takes to qualify when you try to get their free investor's guide. And when I say try, I mean just call and ask them. They'll give it to you. It's, it's, it is free. They want to do business with you if you're ready to add gold and silver to your portfolio. So whether you want to protect those retirement accounts or you just want to have gold in hand, Call Harvard Gold Group. You can call them right now this minute, or you can wait till after the show's over. That choice is yours. Jot down this number, though, if you're going to wait till later. That's 844-977-GOLD. That's 844-977-4653. Or you can give them a quick visit online at Harvard Gold Group. Uh, either way, just use promo code TAP, that's T-A-P-P, uh, or if you're on the phone and when it comes time that they ask how you heard about them, just tell them tap into the truth or say Tim Tap, or you again, you can just say tap, T-A-P-P. They'll know what you're talking about, and that will entitle you to an additional $250 of free gold or silver uh, promotion-wise. Again, with a qualifying purchase, but that's on top of any other uh, promotions that you get to take advantage of. So you really have a chance to to stack up some free to go along with whatever else you're getting. And that's a pretty good deal, if you ask me. So don't hesitate, don't wait to find out what it takes to get invested. Use physical gold and silver as that hedge against inflation, a protection for your wealth, and, you know, Sometimes it's just nice to have gold in hand. I, I feel pretty good about it myself. One more time, those numbers are 844-977-GOLD. If you need me to spell it out, that's 844-977-4653. Or just use harvardgoldgroup.com. That works pretty well, as uh, too. Okay, we've only got like less than nine minutes left, and... The next topic that I was going to discuss was going to take a bit longer than that. So, I'm going to call an audible and change up something so we can make a, a super quick story. Um, 
yeah, I, I think I can cover this one pretty fast anyway. Uh, this was going to be my lead off on the hour number two, but here we go. A panel uh, of the uh, GOP-led House released Sunday, that being today, time of the live broadcast, uh, talking about January 28th of 2024, released two articles of impeachment against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. And, of course, this is over his handling of the border crisis. The first article says that Mayorkas has willfully and systemically, or they said systematically, but we know it means the same thing, right? Willfully and systemically, systematically refused to comply with federal immigration laws. Then the second one claims that the secretary, quote, breached the public trust by making false statements and knowingly obstructed lawful oversight of the Department of Homeland Security. Members of the Homeland Security Committee are scheduled to meet on Tuesday of this upcoming week, uh, early in the morning, to consider the articles of impeachment. If one or both articles pass through the panel, Speaker Mike Johnson said that the House will vote on whether to impeach Mayorkas as soon as possible thereafter. That is a quote. Uh, also quoting here uh, from Chairman Green, uh, Mark Green of Tennessee, having exhausted all other options to hold Secretary Mayorkas accountable, it is unmistakably clear that Congress must exercise its constitutional duty to impeach him. House Republicans face a tight margin as they contend with vacancies and absences within their own ranks. But Representative Green said last weekend that he believes there will be enough support to ultimately impeach Mayorkas. We'll see. It will come to the House. I have no doubt about that. It will be passed. I do think that they're going to impeach him. But what happens when it goes to the Senate? Will there be a, uh, a conviction? Will there be a removal? Yeah, I, at this point, I almost think there may be enough Democrats in the Senate that are in the kind of districts that are starting to feel the pressure of this debacle. And in their mind, it would be a good way of them to divert some of the attention that would go directly to Joe Biden therefore taking the heat off of themselves in the process. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see some of these people make the calculation that by impeaching Mayorkas, they actually get themselves off of the hot seat and they still don't have to fix the problem. Now, am I going to hold my breath that they actually remove Mayorkas? No, I wouldn't, and I wouldn't recommend that you do it either. I, I hate to sound so cynical, but at this point in time, being a realist, we've come to see, we've come to recognize the patterns that, that keep occurring time after time. We know how this little game gets played. Somebody gets held up to be pointed at, and that typically is the extent of the amount of accountability that these people get held to. I would love the idea of Mayorkas being impeached and removed from office because he has been, in fact, carrying out 
what he's been told to do. But what he's been told to do is it's dangerous to the country. It is, in fact, treason. It's putting American citizens at risk. Americans are dying every day as a direct result of the actions of this open border policy. And if Mayorkas was a person of integrity, well, as soon as he took this job and understood what he was being asked to do, understood what he was being told to do, he would have resigned and he would have went public. He would have said, no, I believe in certain things. I'm, I am a leftist. I do believe that we should have open numbers so much higher and that we should just let as many of these well-meaning people cross the border. But he should have seen as soon as there was no effort, none at all, to make any type of any type of vetting at all, to see that these were obviously not just the well-meaning, harmless people just looking for a better life crossing the border. He should have stood up, made that public, should have voiced the real threat that was going on. But by virtue of just taking the job and lying to the American people, knowing that he was lying, being part of that problem, he deserves to be held accountable at a much higher level. But he should not be the only one held accountable. These are dangerous things that these people have done. Something must be done to correct it. All right, that's going to be it. We're going to reset the hour real quick. Don't go anywhere. Hour number two starts right after this. She was from a blue state clan, taught to praise the little man, told that union saved the working class. Was raised a red state son to love the flag and own a gun, warned about the greed within the mass. They met beneath the moonlit sky, a college party drunk and high, and when they had degrees, they said their vows. He couldn't say when, he couldn't say how, he couldn't say why. She was different in his eyes They built careers and had a kid Tried to live like their parents did But both their parties taxed them close to death They learned to hate the public schools Watch TV making fools While trial lawyers looted what was left she couldn't say when She couldn't say how She couldn't say why He was different in her eyes Saw them years ago A happy little cabin in the west They homeschooled on their farm Making so much more from so much less
say when, they can say how, and they can say why, they're different in your eyes. This is Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest homeschooling classical community. And we are on with Tim Tap, and we are going to tap into the truth. These rich men know the rich men. Lord knows they all just want to have total control. Want to know what you think. Want to know what you do. And they don't think you know, but I know that you do. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for being here as we dive headlong into hour number two of today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Glad to have you here. Before we get to the next story, do need to ask you a very serious question, and that, of course, being that when things go sideways, will you be prepared? Well, will you? Hey, if the answer is yes, great. That's fantastic. I'm glad to hear it. And then I have to ask you, how about the other people that you know and that you care about, people that you kind of want to get through those sideways times too. Uh, are they going to be prepared? Are, are they relying on you more than they should? Well, then you can share with them this website that I'm about to. And you still should probably visit yourself just to see what's going on. Now, when it comes right down to it, we know things are going to get worse. We just, we know that they're going to. So it's important for everybody to have the preparedness products that you literally can use right now if you need to, but that could save your life later if you need them to. That's a big reason why I love my partnership with Four Patriots. They've got everything from the Patriot Power Generator 2000X that uses the endless free power of the sun to keep your lights turned on, to keep your TV running, to keep medical equipment operational, to run your refrigerator if that's what you got to have it do. And it's expandable. It comes with a free solar panel. It is good to go. They've got that available for you. Maybe you're just worried about being able to eat. Well, guess what? Then you need to pick up some of the Four Patriots best-selling survival food kits. Delicious tasting, designed to last up to 25 years. They even have kits with real meat, a fantastic dessert. And if the power is out and you didn't get the Patriot Power Generator 2000X, well, again, you're good with the food here. Because all you have to do... Just boil water over a fire, simmer and serve. You'll enjoy a hot meal. You'll stay safe in a crisis. And again, because it tastes so good, you get to thrive instead of just survive. But the important thing is you will be surviving. So you're good. I had the folks over at 4Patriots set up a special page for you, the listeners of Tap Into The Truth. But it's okay if you share this page with those people that you care about. It's perfectly okay. I'm good with it. Uh, it's fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. 
And the reason this is a special page just for you guys is it starts you off on this week's discounts and deals over at 4Patriots. So you literally get to start with the items that are on sale, the items that are currently low in stock that may be discontinued, the items that uh, are going to be replaced with new upgrades soon but are still perfectly awesome so you get a, a better deal on it these are the kind of things that are there and it makes for a great place if you're just starting your preparedness journey or if you got a a ton of great survival preparedness items there but there's a few things you'd like to add to it it's perfect either way so again, just go to 4 backslash T-A-P-P, but hurry. The deals there, the deals and discounts, they won't last long. Save more money, get peace of mind, go to the number 4, that's 4 backslash T-A-P-P. Uh, trust me on this one, it's well worth your time. Okay, so back in hour number 1 spent longer than I had planned on talking about how there are finally U.S. senators that are standing up and telling the Biden administration that they need a more direct response with Iran. This, of course, after three of our service members who were operational in Jordan died as a result of a drone attack that was launched against a facility where our men and women in uniform happened to be stationed, a one-way drone attack. It was meant to do way more harm than what it did. The last report I saw, we have up to 30 injured on top of the three that were dead. The Biden administration has refused to step forward and directly face off with Iran, something that Iran doesn't want. If Iran was interested in a direct conflict one-on-one -on -one with the United States or even with Israel, they would, they would launch their attacks directly. They continue to use proxies because they want that level of insulation. But at this point, everybody on the planet, everybody, even the the nations with the worst intel gathering capabilities, period. We all know the Houthis, that Hezbollah, that freaking Hamas, the Palestinian Authority. We know that all these groups and a ton more are just proxies for Iran. They're doing Iran's dirty. Well, that is the biggest news story of the day as news broke that this attack happened. And finally, there's, you know, I just say it that way and it feels like I'm, I'm sending the wrong message. But expectedly, we've, we lost lives of men and women in uniform. We've had plenty of folks that have been injured in previous drone attacks from some of these same operators. Some of them suffering from traumatic brain injury. The number's much higher than what the, the Pentagon and the State Department have acknowledged publicly. Many of these folks are not even allowed to return home to the States. They're being treated uh, in European hospitals. And the reason for that is because they don't want the actual numbers to have gotten out until after the election was over. But now, now deaths 
have occurred and they weren't able to keep that swept under the rug. So I spent a lot of time in the first hour, maybe too much time in the first hour talking about that. But it it just makes me so angry because this was predictable. And if you're a regular listener to this show, you know that for months I've been calling on more direct uh, face-to-face accountability with Iran before it got to this point, before Americans lost their lives. But here we are. Now, the most important story going on right now in the United States goes back to our southern border and the current standoff that the state of Texas is having with the Biden administration. Another deadline came and went, and the Biden administration has at least to this point not forced their hand, but there's still all kinds of whispers and rumors, and especially among some of the left-wing media, uh, and even some of the more conspiracy-laden uh, right-wing media, that the Biden administration intends on forcibly taking control of areas currently being held by the uh, by state troopers and the National Guard of Texas. I really think that would be the dumbest thing they have done to date, which is part of why it wouldn't surprise me if they did it, because they're really, really dumb. This administration may be the dumbest administration in the history of the country. But aside from the fact that that Friday deadline came and went and nothing happened on Saturday and Here we are on Sunday, time of the actual broadcast. If you happen to be listening to a rebroadcast somewhere or if you're catching the podcast after the fact, uh, a little more time may have passed, but it being Sunday, still nothing has happened on that front, at least not at the time I started recording. So it looks like cooler heads may prevail in that instance, but uh, there is still breaking news along the line, and that breaking news uh, released today is the fact that the official union of the U.S. Customs and Border Protection released a statement. Now, that statement came out all the way on Thursday of this past week, and yet it got almost no coverage, which is why it was breaking over the weekend. came out on Thursday, and it was just barely whispered. Nobody's talking about it. But the statement is backing the Texas National Guard's attempt to secure the southern border. And slammed the Biden administration for its, quoting here, catastrophic border policies. And again, this is the uh, union of the U.S. Customs and Border Protection Agency. The National Border Patrol Council, the MBPC, which has more than 18,000 members, said that the rank-and-file Border Patrol agents appreciate and respect the measures Texas has taken to repel the record flow of illegal immigrants into the U.S. under Biden. Quoting here, Texing, T-X-N-G, and and rank-and-file BP, that's Border Patrol, um, these agents, they work together. So the Texas National Guard and -and rank-and-file Border Patrol agents work together and respect each other's jobs, period. That's according to the MBPC. 
Also quoting from them, if Texas National Guard members have lawful orders, then they have to carry out those orders. Earlier this week, of course, Governor Abbott doubled down on using razor wire to repel migrants from illegally crossing the border after the Supreme Court ruled that Border Patrol agents have the authority to cut through the wire to allow illegal migrants into the country. On Friday, it was discovered and reported by the Daily Wire, Texas authorities have not only maintained existing razor wire fortifications, but have added razor wire to border barriers, all while continuing to bar Border Patrol from establishing a presence at Shelby Park in Eagles Pass, which is where most of the contention is being focused at. Now, a lot of people have come forward and said, well, Texas is breaking the law now. No, there's not actually a law that says they can't do that. Well, they're violating the Supreme Court order. No, they're not. And again, we talked about how ridiculously silly this order to vacate happens to be. All they did was vacate a lower court's order that said that uh, Border Patrol has no authority to pass through the razor wire to gain access to the border. What the Supreme Court did was vacate that. So they said, if they really need to go, they can cut through the border wire. They can cut through the razor wire if they have to. They didn't say Texas has to remove it. They didn't say Texas can't replace it. In fact, I commented about it as soon as this ruling came down last week. I was like, excuse me, but why didn't they have them remove it? I mean, it really doesn't make much sense to issue an order that gives them the green light to destroy state property and to vandalize state property and still act as if the state really doesn't have to remove it. And the reason they did that is because they're not telling the state it has to remove it. They're not telling the state that they don't have the legal right to do what they've been doing to this point. The only thing that they actually acknowledged by staying that previous writ was the fact that Border Patrol, in accordance to federal law, should have access to the actual physical border. <coughs> now, does it have to be at Eagle Pass? Couldn't they go somewhere else? Couldn't they even use a different boat dock at a different park, different from there? These are all legitimate questions, but as long as everyone's focused on this particular park, well, then there's no reason to worry about what's happening in other parts of the border. Maybe even, not even in Texas, but maybe over in Arizona, where fentanyl's coming through, where humans are being trafficked, and all the things that the freaking cartels continue to make a killing off of. I mean, ultimately, that's where the legal argument about an invasion is coming in. Uh, into play. I mean, lots of us get carried away with talking about the people, the illegal migrants that are coming across. You can flip that argument however you want to, but the truth of the matter is, and Border Patrol's happy to tell you, that the invasion, from a legal standpoint, is a, is a direct result of the fact that the cartels have operational control of our borders, not us. Not the Mexican military, but the cartels. 
That still constitutes the legal definition of an invasion. We do not have operational control of our border. Anyway, the uh, Border Patrol Union's statement that sought to clarify that rank-and-file Border Patrol agents were in no way preventing Texas National Guard troops from carrying out their lawful orders and vice versa. They wanted to make sure that everyone understood that the Texas National Guard is not interfering with us performing our lawful responsibilities. Quoting here, Texas National Guard members realize that rank-and-file Border Patrol agents have their orders as well. Lawful orders, no matter how unpopular or distasteful, amongst rank-and-file agents must be followed. Unlawful orders, as determined by competent legal counsel and not what some outhouse lawyer behind a keyboard says, will not be followed. Now, I like the specification of some outhouse lawyer behind a keyboard. I think he's talking about me, uh, except I'm a little better than the average <laughs> outhouse lawyer. Anyway, the NBPC then ripped the Biden administration for its border policies and the negative consequences that they have had on America. Quoting again, Rank-and-file Border Patrol agents appreciate and respect what Texas has been doing to defend their state in the midst of this catastrophe. In the midst of this catastrophe that the Biden administration has unleashed on America. See, I was trying to say catastrophic because I was trying to anticipate the next words here. So apologies. So here they are. They appreciate what Texas has been trying to do in the midst of this catastrophe that the Biden administration's unleashed on America. Statement continued to say that we want to be perfectly clear. There is no fight between rank-and-file Border Patrol agents and the Texas National Guard, Governor Abbott, or Texas State Patrol. The, it may make flashy headlines, but it simply isn't true. That's good to know. A senior uh, CBP official speaking to Fox News this past Friday said that there are no plans to remove the razor wire being installed by the Texas National Guard after the Supreme Court's ruling. Saying, quote, while this issue plays out in the courts, the relationship between Border Patrol, Texas Department of Public Safety, and the Texas Military Department remains strong. Our focus is and will always be the mission, the mission of protecting this country and its people. On the ground, we continue to work alongside these valuable partners in that endeavor. Bottom line, Border Patrol has no plans to remove infrastructure, of course talking about the razor wire, placed by Texas along the border. Our posture remains the same. We, <clears throat> if we need to access an area for emergency response, we will do so. When that happens, we will coordinate with Texas and with the Texas Military Department. 
So it sounds as if the folks that are running Border Patrol and the agents uh, that operate for the union for Border Patrol feels like they certainly seem to understand the situation. They've got a better feel for what's going on on the ground, and they're at the least trying to play it down. Wouldn't it be nice if cooler heads could prevail? Wouldn't it be nice if Border Patrol was allowed to actually just go do their jobs, which is to patrol the border and try to prevent all illegal crossings, not just act as a chauffeur service and a concierge service for large numbers of illegals that are being used to distract the Border Patrol while the cartels will send the worst of the worst across at a different location, along with fentanyl, along with other drugs, along with weapons, along with whatever else they're trying to send into the states to make money with. Wouldn't that be nice if they could just do their job? If the Biden administration would get their thumb out of their backside, shoot, if they'd get their whole head out of their backside and just realize that their first responsibility is to the American people. Not to the donors, not to the international uh, community, but to the American citizen. They could do a heck of a lot more good for those migrants that do have legitimate claims to seek asylum if they would just weed out all the unnecessary false asylum claims. They would send a strong message to these people that you can't just come here for no reason, and there is a legal method to do so. That's the way you have to come. If that message was sent, at least, at the very least, three quarters of what we're seeing going on at the border would come to an end. My guess is the number would be even higher than that, but I'm comfortable that I could come up with the statistics to prove it. I could come up with the receipts for that statement if you needed me to, and I could probably do it in a few minutes' time. Shoot, if you wanted to, you could probably use their websites, go on over to Google if you want, and it would take you less than two minutes to come up with it, if you know how to do basic research, that is. So... What happens next? Is the Biden administration smart enough to back off? Are they smart enough to understand that this is not a fight that they want to have? They do not want to be seen, especially in an election year, because it hurts the entire party, no matter who ends up being their nominee. Even if they are planning on jettisoning the old man and trying to pick somebody else, it's still going to hurt the party going into this argument if they are seen going down and forcibly trying to take control of parts of the state of Texas. In an effort to do nothing more but fight Texas on their efforts to slow down this record-setting... I still think you have to call it an invasion at this point. There's too many of them not to call it an invasion. It may not be an invasion in the sense of a military one, but again, I think you can still make the case that something's going on with the total number of young military-aged men and the unaccompanied minors that are so often male 
we're not talking about six and seven year olds, boys and girls. We're talking about 16 and 17 year olds, which in most parts of the world are of military age as well. There are parts of the world where kids younger than that are being trained to be soldiers. So, yeah. The threat is real, and we can't afford to ignore it. We need to be aware of it. We need to be taking cautionary measures. We need to be mitigating the risk. We need to be tracking these people down, and at the very least, finding out who they are, at least making an actual effort at vetting them. I don't think that's too much to ask. And all these people whining, oh, no, razor wire is so inhumane. Not if they don't try to climb over it. Sorry, I, I've loved seeing that meme for the last several days. But, but it's a legitimate point. There's nothing inhumane about razor wire if you actually let it work as the deterrent that it's supposed to be. No matter how else you cut this, divide it up, split it, and, and try to try to dissect it and figure out the complexities of this argument <clears throat> about the southern border. Joe Biden has created a constitutional crisis. You have at the very heart of the Constitution the state's right to defend itself, especially when the federal government is refusing to. You have the legal definition of the cartels having operational control of our border. Therefore, our U.S. government does not have operational control of our border. So you have a state of emergency. You have a state of invasion. Constitutionally speaking, all, you're, all you have to do is look at Section 4 of Article 4, and it's right there. The federal government is required to offer every state a Republican form of government, meaning that you have to recognize the state's sovereignty and the state's right to be sovereign. You have to, as the federal government, work to help protect the borders of the state. And if you're not then you have failed, and the state has the right to act in its own behalf. It's clear-cut. It's obvious. There's no way. There is no way whatsoever that this goes to the Supreme Court and that the state of Texas doesn't win if the Constitution is the standard that's used. And as we all know, that's what's supposed to be used. Of course, one could make the argument that that clearly was not the standard used when they decided to stay this previous writ that now allows Border Patrol to cut through the razor wire if they feel the need to. They didn't look at the constitutionality of the argument. They didn't look at the argument at all. They just said, well, Border Patrol should have access to the border, uh, and that's all we're going to look at for this. Because they weren't hearing the actual case. We'll see how things play out. Anyway, let's take a little bit of a mid-hour break. Before we do that, remind you that our friends over at Vanish have extended their buy one, get one half off promotion. Uh, 
When you buy one of their ultra-comfortable holsters at a discount, you can get that second holster for half off that already low discounted price. Now that is absolutely perfect if you're planning on owning a Vanish holster and you want to have the world's most comfortable holster to give to a family member or a friend that you know might need it. Of course, you know, again, if you just want to have a second one for yourself, that's okay too. It's up to whatever you're going to do with both those holsters, that's your business. What I'm going to tell you is that I personally believe that you're going to love this holster more than any other one that you own. And the reason why I think that is because that you can use it to carry almost any gun that you own in absolute comfort. So comfortable, in fact, that when you're wearing it, you'll forget that you've got it on. Part of why they call it Vanish Holster in the first place. But that's not even the best parts of having a Vanish Holster. Because this holster, the Vanish Holster, it fits 99% of all semi-automatic handguns. It works without a tactical belt. It lets you carry in multiple positions. And it lets you conceal two fully loaded magazines just in case you need to do a quick reload. All that, and it's still not even to the best part yet. Because the best part is that it comes with a money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it as much as I think you will, then you can get all your money back with their hassle-free return policy. You really have nothing at all to lose here. Now, Vanish will be launching a new promotion soon, I'm sure. Uh, they've been warning that they're going to have a price increase that's coming uh, early this year. I would take full advantage of your best opportunity to get those dollars you've got to go as far as they will, if I were you. So the point here is you need to be prepared. Now, we all know we're looking at it. I'm, I'm talking about three different stories today already. Talking about exactly why. You need to make sure that if you're legally eligible to carry, that you're carrying. The criminals out there, they're more emboldened than ever. The very, very real threat of terrorism on American soil is looming larger than it has in decades. Please, don't make the mistake of not being armed just because your holster's uncomfortable. Just don't do it. I I've been there. I know what it feels like. And I know I was being silly about it. Don't do it. Just go to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. You go there. You use the backslash T-A-P-P. That will automatically activate that discount we were talking about earlier for that first holster. Now, if you don't want to get to the second holster, you still have got that discount activated. You're getting a great price. But you want to go ahead and get that second one. Then you get that second one not half off the regular price before the discount, but half off the discounted price. So you're getting the discount and then half of that taken away. That's a heck of a deal, guys. Just... Just go there right now, have the holster that makes it a pleasure to carry all day, every day. One more time, that's www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Don't, don't hesitate anymore. If you haven't already taken advantage, now's the time. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth.
more perfect union to ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. The Bible tells us that when the wicked reign, the people mourn. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, I can say that with utmost clarity of mind, soul, and spirit, that the United States, for the most part, though not all, is unfortunately ruled by those who not only tend to lean toward more leftist wicked ideologies, but are themselves the embodiment of evil and are financially and frantically seeking to literally destroy our beloved republic. They were shocked beyond belief how President Trump was able to quickly spearhead numerous positive developments, both domestically and abroad, in less than four years, with a fraction of the support he should have received from the Republican Party. Far too many rhinos were more interested in playing footsies and plotting with Democrats to undermine Trump's America First policies. They declared Trump unfit to be president because he did not agree with the Democrat and rhino agenda to make the United States of America unfit to carry on as the leading nation of the world. I believe we can and will overcome this current reign of wickedness. What say you? I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com and Constitutional Grounds Coffee. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition MyPillow. The Giza Elegance MyPillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow... Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE10 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. Damn you, when. Hey, Jared, what's up? 
Well, my company gave me this pride t-shirt. They say I gotta wear it to celebrate the LGBTQ. That's not really my thing, and, well, I sure as hell don't want to promote it. Yeah, I can understand that. What are you gonna do? I don't know. I'm just tired of all this woke bullshit. I mean, I've worked 20 years for this company. Well, they've been great until they started all this crap. I just want a job where I'm not forced to support all this nonsense. Yeah, I hear you. I'm Andrew Krabschett, CEO of RedBalloon.Work, America's woke-free job board. We connect good employees with great companies without all that woke bullshit. So if you're an employee who's tired of all the nonsense, then put your resume on Red Balloon. And if you're an employer looking for hardworking, reliable job seekers, then post your open jobs at redballoon.work. I'm Andrew Krabschett. Wait, no, it's okay, guys. That's just my last name. I'm Andrew Krabschett from redballoon.work. Check us out today. Hi, this is Rod Eccles, and you're listening to Tap Into the Truth with Tim Tapp. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is indeed time to take a stand. In fact, one of the things that you might ought to take a stand about is protecting your hard-earned wealth. Uh, You know, that nest egg that you built up over time that you worked your entire lifetime to have and see its value just evaporating in front of your eyes thanks to Bidenomics and, of course, the globalist efforts to move inflation to higher and higher levels. Well, if you've been thinking about using physical gold or silver to help diversify your portfolio, to help protect those hard-earned wealth that you put aside, I'd highly recommend you call the company that I trust, the premier conservative gold company, talking about Harvard Gold Group. Now, they are Better Business Bureau approved. They've got five-star ratings across the board, and they make it easy to buy and easy to sell. They've got a low price guarantee, plus they offer a lot of free promotional gold and silver with qualifying purchases, and all I can recommend you do there is give them a call and find out what it takes to get qualified for that. All you got to do, you call for the free investor's guide, and they'll let you know. So whether you're looking to protect your retirement accounts or you just want to have gold in hand, call Harvard Gold Group. Do it right now if you want to or do it later, but jot this number down. It's 844-977-GOLD. That's 844-977-4653. Or you can visit them online at harvardgoldgroup.com. What you'll want to do, though, is use promo code TAP. that's T-A-P-P, that way it qualifies you for additional promotional gold and silver, an extra $250 worth on top of whatever other promotions that you're able to take advantage of. It still requires a qualifying purchase, but 
the old habit. And if you call them, uh, they're supposed to ask you how you heard about them. So if they don't ask you, be sure that you tell them. Uh, you want to make sure that you qualify for that extra 250 on top of everything else. And uh, again, you just tell them that you heard about them on Tap into the Truth or that Tim Tap guy told them about you, uh, told you about them. Or just, again, use promo code TAP. Say, oh yeah, I'm supposed to say T-A-P-P. Uh, any of those will work. They'll know who you're talking about. So again, give them that call. Get that free investor's guide today. Learn the truth about whether or not you're ready to start using physical gold or silver. You do that by calling 844-977-GOLD. That's 844-977-4653. Or like I said, you can just go to harvardgoldgroup.com and uh, you can do it there, too. All right. I wanted to take and use this last segment to discuss the story that the implications from the story is important. But the story itself, it's debatable as to how important it is. It's leaning into the culture wars. But in this case, it's also leaning towards the idea of a return to common sense. This is not as big of a deal as the other stories we've talked about today, but it is important nonetheless. So, bear with me as we take a step back, take a little bit of a breath, and maybe talk about a slightly lighter story. The trans-identifying swimmer Leah Thomas, a biological male who competed at the University of Penn, on their women's swim team has mounted a legal challenge in hopes of reversing regulations that have been placed on men competing in women's swimming with his eyes set on the Olympics, at least all this according to a report from The Telegraph. Thomas has hired Canadian law firm Tyre and asked the Court of Arbitration for Sports in Switzerland, to remove World Aquatic's recent rule changes, barring trans-identifying men from competing in women's swimming if they have gone through, quote, any part of male puberty. The Telegraph, of course, reported uh, that story. Uh, the World Aquatics, which is recognized by the International Olympic Committee, introduced the new rules regarding trans-identifying swimmers shortly after Thomas won the NCAA Division I championship in the 500-yard freestyle. And Thomas has not completed, I'm sorry, not competed, uh, apologies, Thomas has not competed since 2022 when those rules were put in place. Quoting here, Trans women are particularly vulnerable in society as they suffer from higher rates of violence, abuse, and harassment than cis women. Uh, this is, of course, coming from Thomas's attorney, Carlos Sayo. I believe that's Carlos's last name. If I'm butchering your last name, Carlos, I apologize for that. None of the rest of what I'm going to say, but for that. Thomas's lawyer then said, quote, Leah has now had the door closed to her in terms of her future ability to practice her sport and compete at the highest level. 
The attorney also said that Thomas is, quote, bringing the case for herself and other trans women to ensure that any rules for trans women's participation in sports are fair, proportionate, and grounded in human rights and in science. Whoa there, buddy. I really don't think you want this grounded in science. I really, really don't think you, an attorney for Leah Thompson, an attorney for the biological male who's wanting to go to the Olympics to try to win gold medals because he knows he's faster than most of the women swimmers. I don't think you want this grounded in actual science. I think what this comes down to is... These folks have gotten so used to using the phrase follow the science as a buzzword when they started trying to push this idea of man-caused climate change that now they sometimes just let it slip out without even thinking about what they're actually saying. Uh, obviously, they want to pretend like human rights are at play, but it seems kind of odd to me that there's only one particular group of humans that you want their rights protected here. If you're looking at human rights, then you're looking to proportionately protect all human rights, and proportionately speaking, that would end the discussion right there. The cis women, uh, their rights to compete, they certainly outweigh the rights of trans women to compete against women. It doesn't matter how you want to play this out. You want to talk about fairness in sports, again, there's not even a discussion here. If you're talking about fairness, if you're talking about women's rights, and if you're talking about the science, then you lose on all three grounds. So those are not the things that you want this to be decided on. You want this to be – there's a reason why you guys went to Canada because you know that there's still some sane judges left here in the States, which is where you would ordinarily be filing this claimant as a U.S. citizen – Anyway, the World Aquatics later said that it would add an open category, allowing trans-identifying swimmers like Thomas to still compete. Only a month before the World Aquatics, uh, Aquatics instituted its new rules regarding trans-identifying swimmers, Thomas told Good Morning America that he was hoping to try out for the U.S. Olympic team. And, of course, the U.S. Olympic team doesn't have a trans team yet. And they're not going to if they don't have to. What they should do is just go ahead and make it mandatory. It's like, okay, you want to compete? Here's the men's team. Here's the women's team. Here's the trans men's team. Here's the trans women's team. And, again, let them compete. The problem is there's not enough people that fall into those categories right now to justify the expense of operating the teams and hiring coaches and having the whole uh, whole bang done in order to have them compete at the Olympics and give gold medals and, and all this other stuff that goes as part of this. <sighs> Leah Thomas goes on Good Morning America says that he wants to try out for the U.S. Olympic team, saying, quote, 
It's been a goal of mine to swim at the Olympic trials for a very long time, and I would love to see that through. Well, I'm sure you would, Leah. But you might have to do it as a dude. You know, since you actually are a biological man, you haven't underwent any type of real physical changes. You just like swimming against girls because you can win more frequently. And even then, you still don't win all the time. So how good of a swimmer are you really? Because the average male swimmer typically can blow away the female swimmers in the race. I mean, we're not talking about uh, a few tenths of a second. We're talking about several seconds. In some cases, if you're going up against some particularly bad female swimmers, uh, maybe even over 60 of those seconds. And in a race like that, when you get over 30 seconds, that's a freaking eternity. That is just blown out of the water, if you'll forgive the pun, since we're talking about swimming. So a gold of yours or not, Leah Thomas, that's not relevant to the, the sanctioning bodies have the right to set their rules. And this is a reasonable rule. In fact, if you ask me, the rule doesn't go far enough. But nobody asked me. I'll at least accept that uh, it, it's reasonable. Weeks before Thomas took home a Division One swimming title, USA Swimming passed new regulations on trans-identified men competing in women's swimming that critics said didn't go far enough. The regulations passed by USA Swimming simply set up regular monitoring of testosterone levels instead of implementing any sort of outright ban on men swimming against women, which is what should be done. Sorry, Leah, and all you others out there that might be thinking about it, but just because you think you should get to do this doesn't make it correct. Thomas's NCAA championship sparked nationwide backlash against men competing in women's sports. <coughs> Excuse me. The biggest reason this backlash existed. It's because Thomas's former teammates came out and told the truth. Thomas's former opponents spoke out too. They talked about how humiliating it was not competing against Leah, but humiliating to share a locker room and a pool with a biological man. Women like uh, Paula Scanlon, one of Thomas's former teammates. Women like Riley Gaines, a uh, SEC championship swimmer from the University of Kentucky who tied with Thomas in the NCAA finals. They're out there actively speaking out in support of keeping female sports for women and girls only. That is the reason we created the women's category, not so guys who couldn't win as guys could go and pick off some easy Ws. Now, Thomas initially brought his little case here before the tribunal last September. But the World Aquatics asked for it to be dismissed because Thomas had not submitted himself to USA Swimming's jurisdiction. 
According to the Telegraph, Thomas's case before the CAS is unlikely to be heard before USA Swimming hosts its trials for the 2024 Olympics in June. So it's all a moot point, or at least it would appear to be. The bottom line is they're going to go through with this because Leah has nothing else going on now. Leah is now just a guy pretending to be a girl and now trying to pretend to be the victim because most of us are smart enough to realize that guys and girls should not be competing directly against one another in these types of sports. It's not a difficult concept. I don't know why there are still people even trying to argue the opposite of this. Well, they're busy trying to be allies, and they're trying to be friends, and I'm just, Tim, you are so bigoted when it comes to this story. You're so bigoted about the idea that these poor trans women, just, they don't have a place that they fit. Well, they don't fit competing against the women, because the spoiler alert here is you're not actually a woman, and it doesn't matter how far down the rabbit hole you go, you don't ever get to being a woman. You can get really close to looking like a woman. But you don't actually get over that final barrier. We don't have the technology yet. Don't know that we ever will. Certainly don't think we should be trying to get there just for this purpose of making sure that you go from having XY chromosomes to only having XX chromosomes. I don't know why I used the word only there. Only is not appropriate. Look, you should not be allowing children to undergo surgical mutilations and chemical castrations to try to make them look more like the opposite sex. But you certainly, certainly will never get them or adults or anyone else to where their DNA reads as being different. You're never going to get them to where their chromosomes are the opposite of where they were born. So it doesn't matter how bad it being a girl, a particular girl may be, so she thinks she ought to be a dude instead. It's not going to matter how bad it being a dude that these guys are. None of that's relevant. The thing that's relevant, that's why, again, as I pointed out before, they really don't want this to be decided by the science. The science says, dude, you're XY chromosome. You're a guy. Sorry. We can do these other uh, cosmetic things on the outside if that's the route that you want to go. You're going to be signing up for a lifetime of continuations of these cosmetic procedures. You're going to make some plastic surgeon very, very rich. But you're never going to actually be the opposite of what you are. And you're never really going to truly feel like you are either, no matter how realistic you make those cosmetic changes to be. No matter how many people you can eventually convince that you are the opposite of what you are once you're in a crowd around people who don't know you. No matter how good the disguise becomes, no matter how complete your cosmetic change will be, the biology is still the biology and you're still only going to create new health issues for yourself down the road that you would have never had to deal with. And it's certainly 
absolutely, positively should never be allowed to happen to someone under the age of 18, because until you've at least gone through puberty, you don't even understand what it is you're saying when it comes to talking about how you feel like you're something else. You just don't. All right. Well, I do want to uh, make a mention in passing in the final few minutes. If you have not yet heard the new rap from uh, Tom McDonald featuring one Ben Shapiro called Facts, I highly suggest you check it out. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's actually pretty good. It has managed to move all the way to the number one spot on iTunes. Number one downloaded song. It is the number one song in the country at the moment, uh, especially in the rap section. And uh, even Nicki Minaj uh, <laughs> went, listened to it, and actually said, not bad. So... Uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. I, just, I spent some time listening to it before we went on air. So if you haven't heard it yet, you really should check it out. I, I would have played part of it, but while they're trying to get it to the top downloads, I may try to claim some uh, fair use a little bit later. I'm not going to try to steal their thunder while they're trying to keep this at number one. It is at number one, though, and it is worth uh, at least a listen once or twice, and you can find it over on YouTube if you're looking for it, too. It's called Facts, and it is from uh, the uh, uh, white rapper uh, Tom MacDonald featuring Ben Shapiro. So check that out, too. It's Like I said, it's worth a listen. Meanwhile... When it comes to any of these things that I've talked about with you here tonight, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Lessons to your daughters and sons To fear the government that fears your 
Evil is powerless if the good are unafraid.